Welcome to Up Next. I'm Gabrielle Boucher, millennial author and entrepreneur. Each week, I bring to next-generation leaders and millennial game-changers to inspire you to change your world. Let's see what's next. Hey, everybody. It's Gabrielle again. And today, we are meeting with Brady Shear, who's the CEO of Pro Church Tools. This is an awesome website and an incredible resource for Christian leaders to be able to think entrepreneurially about how they're getting their message out. I met Brady a few months ago, I think. I was on his podcast, which is awesome, talking about how the church can reach millennials. And I thought it would be so cool to bring Brady on because not only is he an expert in all things multimedia, he's really been able to carve out a niche in a really unique way that's making a huge impact. So Brady, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, it's great to be here, Gabrielle. Thanks for uh, reciprocating the podcast love. It's great to be on your show. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. See, just just uh, spreading the podcast love all around. Exactly. So I don't think I ever actually asked you this, but how did you ever come up with the idea for Pro Church Tools? I was, uh, I was in Bible college straight out of high school. I was studying to be a youth pastor because uh, I had a great experience as a youth in church when I was in high school. And so I figured my youth pastor seems like he has a pretty cool job. And I think that would be a cool job to have as well. So I went to school to be a youth pastor. In my second year, I was hired on staff at a church for the first time, which to me was the coolest thing ever because up until that point, I had been you know, volunteering 10, 20, 30 hours a week, just serving at my church because I loved it so much. And now, well, I got to be paid for doing it, which was insane. And they hired me on as the media director. And it was a, it was a small church plant. And I'll ask my pastor now, years later, I'll be like, why did you hire me for that? And he'll just chuckle and say something like, you know, I saw something in you that would later develop that wasn't there at the time because I had no inkling of anything digital or media wise at the time. I did not know how to build a website. I didn't have a firm grasp on social media, cinematography, web design, anything like that. I didn't know about any of those things. But what I did have was this insatiable hunger to learn and to study and, and to become competent in those areas. And so what happened was I spent the next 12 to 18 months learning all of these skills from scratch. And what I learned throughout those 12 to 18 months was that, hey, this stuff actually isn't that difficult. You can build a website on your own. You can create videos that look awesome. You can manage social, social media and build a following online without being a crazy guru in all these areas. And what I kind of stumbled upon was I wanted to share these skills with other people, especially with churches, because I was living in uh, the most northern city, major metropolis in North America, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And, you know, we're like t uh, 10 years behind in, in that city. But either way, I knew that there were so many churches that would be benefiting from learning these skills. You know, they can't hire people full time uh, that are digital experts, perhaps one, one team bands, pastors and small church plants. And I was like, I want to be able to help these churches learn these same skills. So I launched ProChurchTools.com, and uh, that's really where the story begins. So cra it's crazy. It sounds like that moment of aha happened when you had someone who really invested in you, who saw greatness in you and saw potential in you, even when you didn't. 
Yeah, and I exactly that's the truth. I did not see it within myself, and he, as you know, ten years my senior, was able to see something. He wasn't so far removed that he didn't remember what it was like to be that age, but you know, just five, ten years older, and he was like, ah, I see something in this kid, and if we invest in him now, it's going to pay dividends for our church and for his future, you know, down the line. And and so that was really where it all began. Him having faith in me. This process of finding a mentor is one that I found to be the most powerful but also the most difficult part of the journey of starting your own business in that you want to be able to learn through the experience and through the eyes of others. And yet so oftentimes it's difficult to find that mentor who's willing to invest in you. But it sounds like that mentor found you. So what were some of the challenges that you found starting off? I mean, going from someone who's working at a church to helping other churches to now being an international resource to Christian leaders, what was that ramp up time like? Well, our, our business is called Pro Church Tools. You can find it at prochurchtools.com. And basically, to sum it all up, we help churches learn creative skills. So, all those skills that I learned when I was just figuring out that job as a media director, we've taken them, we've made them into free resources, into paid courses, and we teach churches, pastors, leaders how to do it themselves. And I was always intrigued by online business throughout college. Uh, You know, our business is entirely online. And just the idea that I could have online revenue, money that someone over the internet pays to me was insane. So for instance, um, we're having a big launch this week for one of our products. And I just did this tally inside of our metric software. And just this week, we've had uh, new members from 22 different countries around the world like pay to join us. So these aren't just subscribers. These aren't just people that are visiting our site. These are paid members of our site from 22 different countries. And, and you know, just the thought that you could do that online still blows me away even when I talk about it now. But the biggest problem that I had was was really understanding how to run this online business thing. Now, the great thing was you talked about mentors just a moment ago. Uh, The mentor that believed in me when it came to my creative skills was not a business mentor. Uh, You know, they were a great pastor and they still are. But when it came to business, especially online business, wasn't something that uh, he was familiar with at all. But what's great about, you know, the way that things are digital now is that all my mentors were people that I've still never met in real life, people that I followed online through their podcasts, through their paid resources. And I was actually able to build a business that supports me, that supports six full-time people and supports my entire family, of course, as well, through just listening to other people's resources, paying for their courses and, and figuring out this whole online business thing and all the annoying things that come along with it as well, like bookkeeping and figuring out your audience and consistent content creation. And oh my goodness, Gabrielle, building a website for goodness sakes. I spent like a year perfecting my website. I should have launched way sooner. And when that's a story for another day, but that was probably the biggest challenges that I, I faced at the very beginning. I had the creative skills. I had my expertise, right? But then you also have to learn the expertise of building a business. So you got to have both expertise. You got to know how to run a business and you got to know what your business actually is about. So, you know, if you're a plumber, you got to be able to plumb and you also have to be able to run a business. And and that's really the the biggest difficulty, having both of those skills simultaneously, especially with a lot of creatives. You'll see creatives that they're very good at their craft, but then when it comes to the business side, they're not so great or vice versa. Right. I could not agree more. What I found in my, my recent book that just came out, The Millennial Entrepreneur, is that there's really four different types of entrepreneurs. And the entrepreneur style that you're talking about is this expert entrepreneur where you are an expert at something. 
But just because you're an expert at something doesn't necessarily mean that you are the best business person, right? You may be really great at making cakes, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you should go out and start a bakery. And oftentimes when people are really skilled in a particular area, people are like, oh yeah, you should start a company. And that's what happened to me. People are like, oh, you know a lot about millennials. You should start a company. But it's through that process that you realize, wow, just being passionate and just having a skill set in a certain uh, industry set it does not necessarily mean that you are fully equipped. But I loved what you're talking about is having virtual mentors. A lot of times people think a mentor is someone who sits down with you every Tuesday at 10.30 a.m. and you talk about your life and challenges. And yes, maybe that is part of the mentoring journey for you. But so often for you and very much for me, you'll never meet the mentors that have made the biggest impact on your life because you're seeking them out. The resources are there, but what so often times is it gets very overwhelming even of what sort of information is out there about how to start a business. So for you, it sounds like you strategically sought out people who were experts and at the top of of their game in the digital media marketing online component and then translated that into the message that you had on your heart. Yeah, that, that, that's precisely it. Uh, the great thing about business skills and, and being creating something that people find valuable and, and being fiscally responsible and taking chances and, and you know, creating something that people are willing to take out their credit card and actually pay for, whatever it is that you're passionate about when it comes to the craft, all of those business skills are completely, uh, you know, uh, they, they transfer, they're completely transferable from whatever it is to your specific craft. And what I think was most advantageous for me was that I'm equally passionate about the business side as I am about my craft. So I, I'll geek out just as much over a new camera and building the perfect you know, shot with lighting and, and cinematography nerd stuff, but I get equally as excited about diving into the, you know, the SaaS metrics of our business and churn rate and MRR and all these acronyms that you, know, you learn about when you start a, a business. And so I think you have to kind of look internally and ask yourself, am I like an, a businessman, a businesswoman, just as much as I am dedicated to my craft? Am I dedicated equally to these? You, know, you don't need to be dedicated equally to both, but you need to understand how dedicated you are to each side of the equation because each side is equally important. It, you know, if you sway too far to, and not too far, if you sway really hard to the business side, I really love business. Ah, the craft side, I could care less about. Well, that's where you need to fill up your team, fill up the people that you work with, with the more craft side. And uh, if you if you're more like of the artist, more the hardcore creative type, then you need to fill up your team and the people that you're working with and, and partnering with on the more business side because you need to have the balance on both ends. So if you're not balanced already like that, and again, balance could mean that like being imbalanced in this case is bad. It's not. It's just you know the truth of the matter. Uh, if you're not perfectly dedicated to both sides, then you want to find others to fill in the gaps where you're not as strong in one area or the other. Exactly. It's that hiring your weaknesses where you are able to identify, hey, maybe I need some more help in this area and either I read up on it and and develop that expertise or I find people who have that passion and have that expertise to be able to fill in the gaps because you're a million percent correct that you need to have both. You have to have both if you're ever going to survive uh, in any sort of industry. Now, Brady, you come from a very interesting background, coming from ministry and now launching into into this world where you're providing 
feedback and tools and courses even to leaders in the church. And as someone who I've spent a lot of time working with ministries and have started nonprofits myself working with the church, I, I can tell you it's it's difficult to overcome many of the stereotypes that those in leadership have about our generation. I know we've talked about that before, but what are some challenges that you've maybe experienced um, speaking to those in authority and have they ever looked at you because you're a 20 something telling them how they can run their church better? That, that That's a great question. I, my main thought on that is is that most people, when I'm online, don't realize how young that I am, which is somewhat advantageous. Uh, I'm 25 years old. And when people find that out, uh, you know, through me saying it or through word of mouth, I was like, man, I thought you were a lot older because people expect you when you have an online platform, you know, that, that has, I guess, had some measure of success for you to be a bit older. But what I will say is, is that I didn't go into my specific uh, craft into my specific business space by starting off just saying, this is what your church needs to do. Um, I was, I was very intentional to only speak from a position of my own personal expertise. So I would create so many pieces of content, blog posts every single week, podcast, podcasts every single week, new video training every single week. And it was all free. And so what I did was to establish myself as an authority, to establish myself as someone that people trust is that I just gave every single thing away for free. For the first two years that we had a business, we released two or three free pieces of new content every single week. And we didn't even have a product for the first two years. And what this did was it, it helps me gain all of this trust with thousands upon thousands of people that subscribed to our email list and followed us online because I was just giving them free content. And, you know, they came in, they don't know who I am, but they, they read through piece of content number one that they discover through Google or through referral, however. And, you know, they, they trust me a little bit. And then they read the second piece of content and they trust me a little bit more. And you just do that. You repeat that over and over again until they see me as someone who has authority in this specific space. And then when I introduced my first paid product, so many of the people that bought from me, let's say 95% were older than I was, were more experienced in church work than I was. I had been an intern for a year and a half and that's it. And yet they trusted me with their website, with their videos, with their graphic design, with their social media, because I had given so much and I'd built that trust first and asked second. And that's such a great business model as well as to build rapport. And I think that's something that as millennials we get, we are very hesitant to buy from someone who's like, buy now or expert approved or listen to me because I'm the boss. We're, we're a generation, I think, that inherently questions and not in a way that's disrespectful, but I think in a way that says, I want to know that you're in it for the right reasons. And so by creating a business model that's inherently created to bring true value to people, you've already got their trust. And then from there, you can really show what more value you can bring. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it all, it, it comes down to something that I like to say, which is like lead with generosity or in your relationships, lead with transparency and authenticity. If you ever want to expect something back from someone, you always have to lead with that first. And of course, it's difficult to lead with that first. In personal relationships, if we lead with vulnerability and transparency, we're putting ourselves out there with no guarantee that someone's going to return that favorably. You know, when we're vulnerable, people can use that to their advantage and, you know, they can hurt us. And same in business. I literally gave everything that I had for two years online and saw no financial return. I was just building that audience, building that audience. 
you know, I had side gigs on the side to support it, you know, so it wasn't just a foolish endeavor. I had, uh, you know, plan B's, but with my online platform, I was just giving, giving, giving with no guarantee that I would ever get it back. And then when we launched our first product, it was kind of that moment of truth for me. I was like, okay, so I've been leading with generosity for 24 months now. I've created 200 plus pieces of free content. Now we'll see if it was all worth it or if it was, you know, just a waste of time or if, if not a waste of time, at least not, you know, a profitable spending of my time. And then in that first three days, we did 30K in three days from a, a small list of just a couple thousand people. And for a 23-year-old at that time, to make that amount of money in just three days was, you know, insane. I could not even imagine how it had happened. And, you know, fast forward a couple of years, we're a seven-figure company now. And, you know, we have six full-time people, all of which who are close friends of mine. And, and that all started, though, with leading with the generosity and leading with that vulnerability with no guarantee that it was going to come back in the end. And uh, it, it, it worked out for us favorably. So I'm happy we did it. <laughs> well, I know all the people who have positively benefited from that as well. And that's truly an inspiration and something that's almost counterintuitive. But when you lead with your faith in mind, when you lead like Jesus, it comes very naturally, right? Where you're, where you're giving without any sort of expectation that it's going to be returned to you. And it's that true selflessness that, you know, has, has shown to be very beneficial for you, but also to really in line with, with your mission as well. So we've reached here at the end of our interview, and I ask all of my guests the same question, which is ridiculous. That's why I love it. Uh, and it's, it's this. Brady, if the 12-year-old version of you were to meet you now and see what you do and see all the impact that you're making with Pro Church Tools, what would he think about what you're doing? He'd probably be upset that I wasn't in a band anymore or I wasn't in the NBA. Uh, but I think that mostly he would be off-put by the the amount of confidence and and self-esteem that the twice as old version of the 12 year old self uh you know he's become i was a very uh insecure teenager and, and kid always looking for external validation and i think the most valuable thing that i've I, i've gained from from growing up is just knowing that apart from anything you know just me as an individual as someone just put put here on earth like i am valuable on my own i I'm someone who is worthy of being loved and cared for and, and having friends and, and having good things in life. And so I think he would just see the, the, the confidence just naturally looking at an older version of himself and being like, man, this dude is a lot more confident than I am. I, I just wish I had that more as a kid. You know, I, I was always afraid of what other people thought of me, always afraid of what the bullies at, at school were going to do or what you know, what, what the girls thought of me, I wasn't tall enough. I wasn't cute enough, pimply skin in high school. I, I just wish that I had known that aside from all of that, I was worthy of being loved and, and worthy of, of, you know, just being love. I'll just say it again. Love. That's all that matters. So that, that's what I would, that's what I hope you would see. Wow. And that is a powerful message that whether you're, you're 12 or, or 32, I think that everybody needs to hear that as well. Well, Brady, thank you so much for joining us. I am so stoked to hear about all the success and the impact and the lives that you're changing with Pro Church Tools. Again, for anybody who's interested in learning more about the awesome resources that they have, visit ProChurchTools.com. And I just want to acknowledge you for your selflessness and your leadership. And as you went down your journey of finding out who you are, who God was calling you to be, you've inspired 
thousands upon thousands to go through that journey and become who God's called them to be as well. So I'm so stoked. Thanks for joining us. And I look forward to having you on again soon. Thank you. It's been a blast. 